Looking for even more great information on how to turn your skill, product, or knowledge into a thriving online business? Well, head over and check out my website, TomGettis.com. I have a blog over there where I post a lot of content each week about how to grow an online business. Uh, I cover mindset. I cover tactics. I cover strategies. Uh, While you're there, you can also download your free copy of my e-guide, The Milk It Method, how to turn your idea, skill, knowledge, or product into a huge cash cow. Get all that information and much more by heading over to TomGaddis.com. On this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I'm going to be interviewing my good friend, Paul Edwards. Paul is the author of a new book called Influencer Networking Secrets, and he hosts a podcast by the same name as well. And one of the misconceptions I had about growing an online business was that there really wasn't that much networking involved. Boy, was I wrong. Networking is a critical skill when trying to grow an online business. And in this episode, Paul is going to share his knowledge, his strategies, his tactics for effectively doing just that, making contact with influencers and networking with the people that you need to, whether they be in your market, whether they be joint venture partners, whether they be people in other markets where you can expand your reach as well. So grab a cool drink, set back and enjoy this episode with Paul Edwards of What's the Secret Podcast. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha, my name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha, Paul. Welcome to the What's the Secret podcast. Super excited you're here, my friend. I'm handling the launch stress, Gaddis. How are you, my friend? Great <laughs> to be here. I'm doing fantastic. Uh, for the for those of you that don't know Paul, he uh, he hosts his own podcast called Influencer Networking Secrets. He's got a book soon to be released under the same name. I'm I'm really excited to have him here. We've been working together for the past few months. And um, Paul is, you know, one of the things about being in the online space is uh, there are a lot of, I don't don't know if you would say, um, I don't know if I'd call them surly characters, but there, there are, you know, uh, a lot of people kind of in the space that are just looking to make a quick buck and they don't really, um, uh, that's that's their whole um, ethical model is how can we make the most money in the quickest amount of time with the least amount of work. And so it's really refreshing when you run into people who run their business based on from an ethical standpoint, right? Who really take pride in doing the right thing and just being a good person first. And, you know, like the, you know, obviously, you know, I think when you know when you're any business like obviously money is a driving factor and important but not the be all end all to everything and Paul is one of those kind of guys which is what made me so excited to have him on the show and to talk about just networking in general um before we do that though Paul why don't you why don't you tell the what the secrets listeners a little bit about yourself and and then we'll we'll dive in 
Well, thanks so much for having me, Tom, and I, I really appreciate that intro, uh, particularly the way you framed it, because of course, we're all trying to figure out, as your podcast so amply puts it, what is the secret? And the secret actually is 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 very visible to me. Um, it's it's very noticeable if you know where to look for it. Um, but a lot of people think that it's one of these sh things shrouded and hidden and whoa out there, you know, and, and it's not, it's, it's actually in those little daily things, kind of like what you just described. Um, being attentive to the details, being attentive to people's needs and hopes and wants, things that they do express to you. Um, finding a way to solve them before you ask for money and, and, and solving it repeatedly until someone says, Hey, I need to pay you for this because this takes your time. That's pretty much how I've gotten to where I am. And that's what the, what the book is really all about. It's, it's about this whole concept of um, adding, adding value, creating opportunities, adding value, um, almost acting as an ally to somebody uh, first without any expectation of return. And then uh, I like I like to put it in spiritual terms, and I say I just I, I add value to people, and then I send God the bill, <laughs> and that's uh, great. And I end up I end up getting uh, I end up getting quite a quite a handsome reward for it, uh, but it doesn't always come from the direction that that you think it's going to come. That's the only variable there. Yeah, that's awesome. And by the way, I did not add any sound effects to Paul's voice. That is just naturally how he sounds. I almost didn't have him on the podcast because I thought once they hear his smooth podcast voice and then my clogging through this thing, people will never listen again. But I decided to make the tough choice and have you on anyway, Paul. So, Well, I'm, I'm helped by this beautiful Heil mic. It was a gift from my mentor, Aaron Walker. Uh, um, but um, everybody, you know what I found about voices is uh, I get all sorts of uh, people telling me how much they like to listen to my voice. Um, but I think there's probably more, plenty of people out there for whom it's, it's not their, it's not actually their, their most preferred voice. I think, I think voices that are not as, as deep and, uh, and all that, I think are, are just as interesting to different ears. It's just, it's popular to say so to guys who sound like James Earl Jones or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. that kind of thing. Cause we're rare, right? We're not, right. most guys are not, are, aren't 20 octaves deep like I am. And <laughs> it has its downs. It has its downsides too, especially in a loud room. Nobody can hear what you're saying. You have to shout everything. So, <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned one of your mentors there. Let, let's touch on that for a second. Like, uh, what are your thoughts on, you know, mentorship and things in general and, and what people, you know, kind of in your, your life, have you really considered mentors and, and how they helped you out? That's a good question. Um, there's a couple things that I've learned about the process because most people, um, particularly in the entrepreneurial world would like a mentor. Um, and, and there's really only two ways to go about getting it. If you ask me, you can pay for it, but it's expensive. Um, most people who are willing to do coaching or masterminds are charging a pretty penny for it. Not everybody, right? There's, there's exceptions to that. Um, 
but especially if you're looking for results out of that mentorship as well. Um, but there's another way to do this, uh, one that I found even more satisfying than paying for it, because I've done both. I've paid top dollar for a mentor, and I've got a top dollar mentor for free uh, numerous times. And the second way, if I had understood this years ago, I think I would have done it all the time and never stopped until I found, um, and until I found the, the right people. So the second way of doing this, no, no, but nobody's going to come out of the woods and say, let me mentor you, right? <laughs> that's not how it's done. Um, that's presumptuous and quite honestly, probably a little bit arrogant. Even if you know a lot of good stuff and you could teach it, you don't know that that's the right person to offer it to. But, um, but a younger person, a mentee, somebody who eyes somebody and says, that person has the kind of success, life, effect, impact that I want to have, I can go and serve them. And like you and I have talked about, you can go and be a good customer of that person. And you can go and tell them how much you appreciate their work and how much it's meant to you. And you can begin a conversation that can ultimately spill over into a much more profitable and amplified and, um, and, and meaningful relationship uh, beyond just being a good customer. Yeah. I mean, I think those are, I think those are great points. And it, you know, it just hit me when I asked you that question, I was like, really, we're already talking about networking, but it's an aspect of networking that I don't think a lot of people talk about. Like we always talk about how do we network to get our, you know, people to give us money? Like how do we network to get people to buy our stuff? We, you know, people don't really talk about, well, how do you network to get people to help you or to get these people to be a mentor that can help you get to where you want to go. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, when I, when I decided I wanted to, uh, when I got really interested in magic and it became a passion of mine, like I worked really hard to um, read all the books and study and know the history and who the important people were and all of the, you know, there are actually like, moves and books that magicians consider standard, almost like standard, standard operating procedure. Like you need to know them and you need to know how to do them smoothly. And so when I would meet various magicians, like a lot of them were way more advanced than me. And, and a lot of them were very secretive to most people. Like they wouldn't share what they knew, but they were always very open with me and the reason was because I came to them in earnestness. Like I would earnestly wanted to learn and they could see that I was putting in the work before I got there. Right. Like I wasn't waiting for something to start. Like I had already been doing the work and making a sincere effort to be better. And, uh, and then when they would show me things, I would, take what they showed me seriously. I would practice it. I would work on it. Like I would try to be good at it. And then I would talk to them about getting better at it or what I was struggling with or whatever. And that back and forth, I think maybe, um, I mean, I think that's what you're talking about there, right? Like that's, you really were content to be, you were content to be quote unquote, the dumbest person in the room, right? To yeah. take the low seat of 
to lo- take lowest seat at the table. That is the principle. It's woven throughout all of creation. That's the principle to being elevated is first you have to realize I don't know what I don't know. And I don't know that I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And the only way that I'm going to see the, the, the reason that the original approach you described there is so dissatisfying. We go to networking groups and it's just a bunch of, ah, how you doing? And all that. The reason that's so dissatisfying is because we're going there assuming just to whatever extent that we're just in a room full of equals looking for who wants to buy what. And I stopped doing networking that way because even as good as I was at building relationships and connecting with people, um, I said to myself, this, this is leading somewhere. I, I, I kept having these things happen. I kept ending up in these rooms. I had no business being in, right? Talking to people I had no business talking to. And, and you know, and pe- other people who knew me would, would be there. Say, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, they called me in. You know? <laughs> but, um, but, but the reason, but that was, I was like, there's got to be something to this. And, and what I figured out was the reason it dried up for me where, in the, where I was doing it when I was still in the insurance business was I was in a room full of mostly peers or people who were not quite as good at it as I was. And I said, okay. I've got to think as though I'm, I'm trying out for the pros, but I'm currently on the farm team. So the only way to really try out with the pros is to go play with the pros, right? And you can't, you can't try out for the pros staying in the safety of the farm team where you're one of the top, you know, one of the top people in the group as far as networking goes, right? Um, the only way to become a better, I, I, they used to tell me when, when I would play racquetball at, at the local health club, they'd tell me, the best way to get better at playing racquetball is to play with people who are better than you are. And it's the same thing for me with bodybuilding. Now, when I go and train in the gym, if, if I'm going to train with somebody, it's going to be somebody who's way better at it than me. And I am going to tell them I'm here to follow your routine. I'm not here to, to just work out alongside with you and chit chat. You show me, I will follow. That makes all the difference in the world. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. You know, it's interesting. Before I before I came to do this interview with you, I was uh, on this PodMax event where there were probably, I don't know, maybe 30-something people on a Zoom call. And just from looking at all of the little squares, like I could pick out the professionals right off the bat. And what, what brought that to my attention is like right now I'm on this staycation with my family. And so my background isn't my normal background. My microphone's not my normal microphone. My setup's not my normal. And I was looking at my picture compared and I thought, 
man, I don't like these people, like there were people on the call that you could tell they, they showed up. And when I mean, they showed up, like they were in a conducive environment for success. Like they had, they had, they looked, they just looked professional. And then you could see people that just showed up to like, it was like, they just hopped on the the zoom call five minutes before. Right. And I thought, Mm -hmm. man, that's the differentiator. Like, no wonder those other people are successful. Like, because where most people, you know, like, and I'm guilty of this, I look at an event and go, okay, how prepared do I really need to be for this? Whereas successful people look at an event and go, no matter what the event is, I'm going to be as prepared as I can be. Right. And, uh, and I think, I mean, maybe you can share a little bit about how you think that relates to networking in general and just, um, yeah, Yeah. we'll start with that. Oh, preparation is, is so it's, um, recently a friend of mine asked me to write a guest, uh, tip for, for his mailing list. So I did. And I said, my tip is focus on the invisible. And in my book, in, in, in fact, it's in chapter two, which is all about being a magnet, not a pusher. Um, I, I, I tell people, uh, one of the key elements is preparation. And the, the biggest example I can think of, um, this is not the only example it's you get, you, they're, they're everywhere, but, uh, president Ronald Reagan, um, ran rings around other politicians because he had spent the previous 40 years in TV and radio and public speaking and touring for General Motors or General Electric and being governor of California. He was used to it. And not only used to it, but he was used to rehearsing it and he was used to rehearsing it well. He was a professional at his trade. He was very aware and attuned to how his how he came across. And he had, and when people talk about how he had a gift of making people like him, well, uh, probably he did. He also didn't leave it to chance that his gift would fail him. He was as prepared as they could be. He would carry index cards of his jokes. And whenever he was on a flight, you know, going from one state to the other, whenever he was on a, a train ride or a helicopter ride, he would rehearse them. Any free moment he got, he was rehearsing because that's his trade, right? That's what made him stand in in such stark contrast to anybody that he was debating or or, or doing politics with. And you could tell, right? You could tell with his overwhelming popularity, with how even his, the opposition liked him, you know? And and I tell people, you know, I, I don't know that you need to be that prepared because that's preparing for the highest office in the land and, you know, performing on national television and in front of the, in front of the entire planet in some cases. But I do think that everybody could do more preparation than they do myself included. And part of it comes from repeatedly exposing yourself to environments where you are among the quote unquote dumbest people in the room. Because then you get to watch the much smarter people than you say what they say and how they say it. And when you do that, you start to pick it up. So I, I picked up these lines that I teach in, in chapter five, uh, how to network with dream connections. 
And I have yet, this is, this is now three years ago, I learned these lines. I have yet to see them fail on anyone I've ever tried them on because I've got them memorized. They're not hard to memorize. I have my own versions of them. I've, I've, but I, they're, and they're not like, I'm not talking about pickup lines, right? We're talking about lines that are conversation starters. Um, but people are just like, it, it, it gets them going. Even if they know you're doing it to them, even if they're consciously aware of what, of what you're, you know, of, of, of the, the, the technique of it. And my wife knows them, right? Cause she's heard me talk about them. She, I, I use them on her. She'll talk, you know, it gets her talking. So it's, it's yeah. Preparation second to none. Yeah. What, what is one, just give us one of those lines. What's one, one of those lines that, that listeners could use. Well, the one that's going to give you the most, this is, I call this the moneymaker line. Um, and let me, let me set it up by saying, um, if you're, if, if you have a manipulative streak, this will not work. This is, again, this is part of a larger framework where you are preeminently concerned with serving the needs and desires of other people in order to get what you want, in order to have the law of reciprocity and all of that kind of thing kick in. So if, if, if you're trying to use this as a, you know, if you're a, a used car salesman listening to this, it might, it might not work. <laughs> um, no disrespect to some friends of mine in the used car business if they're listening, but <laughs> um, the stereotypical desperate salesperson in any profession, if you use this, is not going to work. But I like to, I like to ask people, well, what's, what's the hardest part of being you right now? And it, it's a, it's a variation on the line as I originally learned it was what's not going so well for you right now. And sometimes I use that version of it too, but the one that really, I feel really authentic when I, when I ask it is to ask people, what's the hardest part of being you right now? Or what's the hardest part about your job or your business or your, what's the hardest, uh, issue you're facing at home these days, you know, depends on, on the context of the conversation and all that. And I just can't tell you how many times I've asked that question. And because I come at it from this posture of radical generosity and not giving without any expectation of return. And I have a giant Rolodex built into my head where I know one person after another, after another who can help or who has answers or who has wisdom or who has a podcast or who has a book that I can, that I can recommend um, that I, I just, it, there's been so many opportunities where I've asked that question and five paragraphs later, it's finally my turn to talk again. And I get to say, I think I know someone who can help you with that. Or I think I, I, I think I've read a book that tells that has the answer to that question. Would you like it? And uh, would you like to know the answer that I've picked up? Would you like to hear a perspective that I've learned? And they, you know, absolutely. Because now you've, you've, now they feel listened to, right? Now they feel like this guy actually cares about my problems. You know, I have a hard time getting people that I see every day to care about my problems. And this guy comes out of the blue, I've never met him and he cares about my problems. That's, a, you're just setting up a totally different playing field. Yeah, that's great. I mean, what, what a great line. So, you know, when you were kind of explaining that and, and talking about it, it got me thinking about just kind of this, this approach, you know, cause you had some pre-qualifiers to that and this won't work if, and that. So what do you, 
I mean, what do you see as the biggest thing that most people get wrong with, with networking? Like, is there one thing that you tend to see a lot of, you know, people that aren't having stuff that they're doing? Yeah. Um, well, there's the obvious surface stuff, right? Everybody, most people can spot somebody who's a pushy salesman, but not everybody knows why. Um, and, and what's harder to put a, put a, put a pinpoint on is there are some other people that you'll meet in, in a context, in the context of a, you know, a, an event, a mastermind, a conference and all that. And they just don't want to talk to you. They're not interested. If you try and engage them, they, they're polite, but they don't have much to say. And I think some people would walk into that. I know I certainly used to and feel kind of put off or offended by that. Say, why, do, why doesn't this person want to talk to me? And what I discovered is that um, magnetism and polarity are, are excellent illustrations from the natural world to describe the spiritual reality that's going on. And when I say spiritual, don't think religious, right? We're talking the invisible part of ourselves, right? What animates us, our, our, our souls and all that. So um, magnets, as you probably know, if, if you put two magnets together and you put the North Pole to the North Pole and the South Pole to the South Pole, they push each other apart because you can't put the same type of thing together. So what you have to do is flip one of the magnets upside down so that the South goes to North and the North goes to South, and then they go ting and they lock in together, right? It's a wonderful principle of polarity that we see in the natural world. And you can, and you can take a parallel with that with human beings. And, you, and I, I was at PodFest in Orlando back in March, and I decided that I, being a fairly extroverted person compared to the next to the next guy, right? Um, I decided I'm going to do a little test here. And, I'm, and I, I stood off to the side by this table where they would have all these different business cards. And I just waited. And, and, and I'm, I'm pretty peaceful. I, you know, I can busy myself, look at my phone, whatever. Eventually, somebody would come up. And I found that almost without exception, the people coming up to me were shy introverted people who were kind of nervous and you know there's this big six foot two guy with uh standing off to the there but he's he's not hurting anybody he's not bothering anybody he's not up in anybody's face maybe i'll go talk to him and um i kept getting them i kept getting these just kind of people you could tell by the way they spoke and the amount that they spoke that they were they were pretty introverted and some of them would openly confess to it and I said, oh, now I get it. Why, you know, so often I, I was repelling people. I wasn't adapting myself to this, law, this natural law of polarity of magnetism. All that to say, the answer to the question that you asked is people, um, people I guess, I, I don't know what the expectation is. I know my expectation when I first started doing it was that, um, you know, what's not to like, <laughs> right, um, about me? Well, it, it, it doesn't always have to do with that. It has to do with the spiritual state of the other person, right? Are they depressed? Are they lonely? Are they isolated? Have they gone through 
what are, or, or, or are they just playing a different personality that doesn't really jive with yours? You have to allow for that and be content with the fact that you're probably going to only get engagement from 25% or less of the room, depending on how big the audience is. And then of that 25%, it's going to be even fewer who the relationships really begin to get lift beyond the networking setting where you meet them. So it's a fascinating game, but just like sales, right? Sales, you have a closing ratio of 20 to 30%. You feel pretty, pretty decent about that. Um, same thing in networking. You, you just not, you're not going to have an 80 or 90% success rate there. So don't try for one. Oh, that's, that's a, that's a great tip. What, um, what would you, to anybody listening now, who's like, okay, they don't, they don't even really know where to start with networking. Like maybe they just, they're just sitting there, they're, they're in a, a grass hut on an Island in the Pacific. And, uh, they're like, where do I, I don't even know where to start. You know, um, what, what do you recommend to those people? Like, how do you, how, how can you get that, that ball rolling? Well, uh, I can say where it started for me. If you have never done it before and you don't know anything about it, then the local groups in your community um, are, are going to be the best place to start. Because if you start too high up the rung, you're going to pay way more than you can really afford to. And you're not going to really understand what's going on when you get in there. You have to spend a little bit of time um, at each level of it. And and you have to be very attentive. You do a lot more listening. If you do a lot more listening than you do talking, you'll start to hear what's important to people. You'll start to hear themes of what's important to people. One of the reasons it worked out so well for me was that I was in the insurance business. And the, 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 if there's anything that is that shuts down a conversation in a ma- in a microsecond, it's the topic of insurance. Particularly if one half of that conversation is in the business of selling it, right? So I was, I was thrust into learning how to network because nobody wanted to talk about what I was selling. And um, so I said, okay, well, what would bring me here? Well, just same kind of thing, right? They're hoping to get more business. They're hoping to make a good connection. They're hoping to get introduced to somebody that they don't know. They're hoping to discover an opportunity they haven't heard about. I said, okay, well, then I'm going to make myself a walking, talking encyclopedia and Rolodex of people that these people should meet or activities and opportunities that these people might want to be a part of. And that's really where it all started. I would say if you're starting in at the ground level, um, go there with a giving hand, go there prepared to give something. Um, And if, and if, you know, really in my book has a lot of, things that you can do right from the bat. You don't even have to be an expert at this and you definitely don't have to be an extrovert um, to show up and ask meaningful questions of people that get them talking. And, and, and you don't have to, you don't have to have the whole apparatus in place when they, when you get them talking, you just have to be pretty good at making mental notes or maybe even carry something to write down with when they tell you what their pain points are. Because the pain points is where the money's at. Right? You, you go out of your way to solve a problem for somebody who tells you about their problem during a casual conversation. And the next thing you know, you've got it solved for them and you don't even want any money. 
you've just you've just imprinted your marketing message on them is is what's happened so then the next time they're out in in their sector and somebody says i need help with what you do you're going to be you're going to be right there in the at the front of the line for recommendation yeah i mean i think that's a great tip like basically like we don't even have to worry about selling our like we're and we're not selling ourselves what we're doing is like hey people are going to come in contact they're going to have issues they're going to have problems maybe i know somebody that can help them like you just become a connector in the beginning and then that does the networking for you that's awesome uh well one question i always like to ask before we uh wrap up this episode is what do i not know what what do i not know that i don't know did i miss anything that you think should be you know, that people should know about when it comes to, to, to networking? Um, Tom, you know everything. I couldn't possibly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere, Paul. Everywhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, I, I wanted to build off of what we were just finishing off there. So you didn't miss this, but, it's, but, it, but it bears repeating. As a matter of fact, we, we, I think we talked about this yesterday on a separate conversation. Um, one more thing that I would say that you could really do well that doesn't doesn't require uh, sales training or training in in being a great a great networker is a couple of years ago I kept telling myself that I was a poor salesman and then I realized one day no it was not that I was a poor salesman it was that I was a poor serviceman I was a I, I had I I kept thinking that the world should come to me and serve me instead of I should go to them and serve them to warrant uh, an influx of income, right? And, and it's, it's so elementary once you stop and think about it. Is the world likelier to pay me money once I've served them or likelier to pay me money once they've served me? No, they're going to expect me to pay them when they serve me, right? You render a service, you expect to be paid for it. Well, okay, then go render a service rather than expect to be served and watch what happens. That's it's just we get this all we get the we put the cart before the horse like you can't believe when it comes to networking. So I hope I do a good job of illustrating that. Yeah, no, I, I think that was great. So Paul, where can people go to find out more about you, your podcast, and your upcoming book? Best place to go is thepaulsedwards.com forward slash what's the secret. We'll have that special URL made up. And that way, listeners, everybody who listens to What's the Secret uh, gets a free copy of my book when it comes out in September. So it's thepauls, as in Simon, edwards.com forward slash what's the secret. You know, I, I'm, I'm just emailing stuff that I find useful. Um, tips and uh, of course i have the podcast so updating everybody oh there's a new episode coming out but uh, nothing real fancy there um just looking to build relationships with the right people and you know, to do that you have to uh, reach the many to find the few yeah um well that's awesome well look paul thanks so much for being on the show i really enjoyed having you i'll put links to those things in the show notes for you guys as well and you can uh, find out more information about Paul there and on his website. Highly recommend it. And uh, stay safe out there, everybody. And aloha. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. 
Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.